Today we talk musical magic as we chat to the one and only musical wizard, aka James Court, on Benny Asking People Questions. Asking People Questions is proudly supported by Major Minor Music Australia, who wish to thank the people of the Gadigal Nation on whose lands all their work is done. If you'd like to know more, then head along to mmma.com.au. Today's guest is, well, I wouldn't say is unknown, but for the value and worth of his content in the music for children scene, he's very much a relatively unknown. You see, with two Aria nominations, a Mara Award for Best Album and Australian Podcast Award, one would think his name would be as commonplace as one could get. But I guess when the band you are in has such publicity powerhouses as his band does in Mim, Laura and Michael, it is easy to be lost in the glow of their energy and excitement. The band, for those who haven't worked it out, is the Beanies, and my guest is the musical wizard James Court, a person who has made life their music, and that's it. For him, it is all about the music first and foremost, and it was inevitable that he would find himself with such glowing accolades in an arena, often missing out on accolades. He joins me here today to give an insight into one of our favourites, the Beanies, but not just an insight into Laura, Mim and Michael, but insights as to just how valuable and celebrated he is within the band's makeup. Hi, James. Finally, we've managed to make this work. Hi, Benny. That was, what a sweet intro. Thank you so much for that. That's all right. It's a pleasure. I kind of didn't, I was sort of trying to write it and, and I just didn't know how to put the weight on it. Like, I think you're a person that, I think you're getting out there more and more now. <clears throat> like, I think in the in the space of the band, you're becoming a bit more of a character. Mm. But then when you think about the, the what the Bennies have achieved musically, which I don't, I, I think people often get a little bit, it's easy to get caught up in the shows and the live shows and the podcasts and all this mm. and, and the, the clips and things. But musically, there's some real huge support going on for that band. And that is, that's you. I'm very, very proud of the, the work that I've done with the Beanies. Mm. Um, and yeah, I do. I very much like to come to it from, um, you know, the, the a musical background coming to it um, with a lot of, you know, theoretical knowledge and all of that, mm. and then trying to make it sound simple and, um, you know, still sound catchy and mm. inviting to listen to, but still have have some cleverness there, you know. Yeah, and but I mean they are a band. I mean it wasn't until I was sort of re-listening and everything I thought actually they they are a band. I mean two Aria nominations is fairly amazing. Uh, a Mar Award, the like I mean it's they are a celebrated musical act as well. Yeah. But I just think it gets lost behind the energy and and the excitement of particularly Mim and Laura. Um, now before we get too much into that, I think we just need to settle a bit of a bet or a bit of a score. Um, mm -hmm. We need to know how many instruments you actually play. <laughs> and you are free to name okay. them. You're free to take your time. And you're free to Google any of the ones that you can't remember <laughs> how to pronounce. Good. Well, I I actually recall the interview that you did with the Beanies on this podcast maybe four or five years ago. Yes, yeah. Where you name checked me <laughs> and called me out for using the flute too much. Um, <laughs> since since then, I've, I've I have actually dialed it back a little bit. Um, 
But that's yeah, actually that's- one of my one of my <laughs> questions is that how hard is it not to put the flute in everything? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, of course. Anyway, so obviously the flute's your so, main flute's your main thing. Yeah. Look, flute flute flute's my main thing. Piano, if you're a composer, it's yeah, it, it makes it really easy to be a composer when you're a pianist. You know, most pianists, uh, most composers I know play piano. Yeah, uh, ukulele and guitar and bass, I'm kind of mediocre at. But when you're recording at home, you can do as many takes as you like and chop out yeah. all the mistakes and make yep. it sound like you you know what you're doing. Yeah, totally. Um, but then you know, I've also got a bunch of different miscellaneous ones. I've got tin whistles and mandolin and um and all of that i've got a saxophone clarinet um mo- most of the wind instruments basically basically over, you play whatever you need to play is really what it comes down to if you want something on an album you will just go and get one and find out how to play the thing that you need is that kind of a good way of sort of summing it up i think so look the it's it's difficult because i in my muggle job i'm also a, a flute salesman i work at a flute store oh really cool um so obviously from from that perspective i shouldn't be saying you know that i like buying secondhand instruments should be buying a, a new one <laughs> but no as as a composer who's living you know barely above the poverty line let's mm-hmm. let's call it what it is yeah well then um, you're doing better you than at, most sure so. sure um but i think i think it's a great plan you know if, if you've got if you've got 200 bucks the options are spend that 200 bucks on hiring a musician for a few hours to record your thing or spend that 200 bucks on a secondhand instrument, spend a day trying to figure out how to play what you want to play on it. And then you've got that kind of skill for the rest of your career. If you want it, you can pick it up and kind of go from there. And I've always been able to pick things up pretty quickly, especially the wind instruments. Cause you know, the mm. fingering for a flute is the same as the fingering for a saxophone. Um, so oh, you're not really? learning the fingering, did, you're not that. learning how to read music again. Mm it's a pretty easy kind of sideways transfer yeah. for a lot of those things. Well, it's a bit like guitar to ukulele to yeah. mandolin. You sort of have a gist of how you're meant to be doing something. It's just about now we're learning how they play that chord as opposed to the guitar playing that chord. Wave your flowers in the air. Wave your flowers in the air. With your flowers in your hair. Dance around like you just don't care. Okay, so let's let's start with the history because obviously I've, I've been through this with the beanies, but I don't really know. I know you and Laura are friends from way back. Yeah. But can I get your insight into your transition into, I guess, what eventually became the beanies? Yeah, absolutely. So Laura and I, we met doing musicals in Canberra. We were also in the kind of the Canberra version of School Spectacular. Cool. Which is called Step Into the Limelight. Um, we were in a vocal ensemble for that. And so we've known each other since we were about 14, 15. Um, and Mim also, I was, was doing shows in, in the Canberra musical theater scene as well. Oh, and we all, we all ended up in Sydney through, you know, for, for completely different reasons. Um, I, and for my reason was I was moving up here to study, um, at Australian Institute of Music. And Laura and Mim had on their own come up with the idea to, to start a kid's band. 
Um, and Laura reached out to me one day, just asking, Hey, would you be interested in meeting with us? We've got some lyrics. Um, we'd, we'd like some help putting them to music. And we, we got a room and they brought in, I think it was four or five lyric ideas that they'd just written down on scraps of paper. And we knocked out the first five songs on our first album. Wow. And, and Michael wasn't a part of it at this stage? Uh, at that first meeting, I think he, he was, they'd, they'd reached out to him to ask. Um, mm. But yeah, that was, we, we all kind of formed within a month sort of thing that I came on board and Michael came on board around about the same time. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of where it started. Because I think there's there's the one thing about the beanies which I feel is quite unique is there's and 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 I think it's it's incredibly loud in this last album is the idea that you are all really close and I, I don't just mean friendships I just kind of mean you're all really collaboratively on the same page as each other your music compliments their performances and like it feels it feels like the whole thing's been and continues to be reasonably easy now there's two definitions of easy I don't mean easy as in yeah man I just sit down and knock out an album every week because that's what they want but I mean (laughs) easy from like it's it's looks fun it looks like you're all good people enjoying the thing that you're all trying to do together and and I mean it feels like it's there now. Was it there right from the go? It was. It was. And I don't want to minimise um, at, at any stage of this that it hasn't also been mm. equally hard work. Um, no, you guys work. There's one. Th- look, it's okay. Beanies work hard. Yes. It's very, very common knowledge amongst the industry, mate. You, the beanies work <laughs> hard. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. When we get in the room together, you know, to to create things just flow things just happen very Mm. very quickly um and we are very much on the same page and i think i think things are happening quicker with our writing process um and and our recording process as we've got on because um i've got a little more comfortable asking for specific things and i've also got a lot more understanding of um what what the what the beanies uh limitations are necessarily with their with their where their boundaries are mm. um their vocal and i'm talking like specifically like vocal ranges mm. and you know where laura's break is so i don't write any any notes too high that she can't actually belt them or mm. just having that knowledge means that we're immediately writing in the in the correct key rather than having to have that discussion or figure things out i understand you're not spending any, yeah you're not spending any time trying to adjust everything then and there mm. Um, so that's saved a lot of time uh, and, and it's become a lot more streamlined as we've gone on. We're all together in the family car Off to have some fun and we'll travel far We're all packed up and we're on our way On our happy holiday What will you be doing this holiday, Laura? I'm looking forward to lying in the sun and It must be incredibly fulfilling as a musician because, I mean, I've, you're now at the con, you've been studying there for a couple of years now, and I, I mm. noticed that you're just currently in the middle of rehearsal for your first, I assume it's not your first song cycle, but it's like a piece you've written for the con. And, and yep. I mean, 
that that's that's all very again i say grueling not not from a tormenting <laughs> perspective but that's it's a lot of work stuff like that and and it must be really nice to find yourself in amongst friends because it is still really sophisticated and i'll get to that in a moment with with the beanie's music so there's certainly there's certainly not a lack of musicianship going on but it just it just feels really free at least from the listener's point of view really free and easy I'm really glad that it comes across that way. That's because <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's really like it's really hard work to make things seem mm. easy, you know. Mm. And I mean that's the case across all creative endeavors. Mm. But I yeah, that's been my experience, you know. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of time mm. to make something that sounds sounds so sim- yeah. simply catchy, you know. Well, look, let's let's launch into the album. So, basically, uh, like with all these podcasts, I started going through the history and looking, and and there is just so much <laughs> content that I eventually just kind of went, okay, I'm actually going to really nail it down to Smarty Pants's and just kind of go, let's look at this as a as an album of growth and growth and where it is now. Sure. Um, because it really is just so much content. There's so many singles. There's so many things happening that I was just kind of a bit overwhelming in a way. Yeah. Um, now, the first thing about this album that I really felt from a is a production thing. It felt much more sophisticated and much bigger. Um, and I know you've been studying a lot, but I just wonder, has that filtered through in your production? Because this, this whole production feels silkier. It feels warm. It feels more complete. Is this... Um, and I don't mean song structure and I don't mean instrumentation selection or anything like that. I just purely mean from a soundscape. Mm. It feels like this, because I know you do it all yourself. Um, this this album just feels really rich. It feels production-wise, it's a huge step forward and feels really sophisticated. Is Has anything changed or is that just really by chance and there's no difference in anything or, or have you as a producer grown considerably in this album i feel like i have um a lot of that has been you know going back to studies a little later in in life i say later in life i'm 29 (laughs) apparently that classifies as a mature age student hilarious um but god i think i don't qualify for a mature age teacher by this stage But the, I mean, that's the whole thing. Everything that I'd done up until I started at the conservatorium, um, there was 2021, I had just taught myself and mm. I was learning as I went and I was figuring it out. Somehow we got recognized, you know, um, but I think now I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> I mm. think that's the short answer to your question. Mm. Um you know, things that I happen upon, I now know why they work and I can do them on purpose. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I, I do know what you mean. Like it's a difference between using a preset that's fine, mm. right, but then going, okay, but within that preset, I, I now know how to tweak and adjust and get it get it a bit more individual and a bit more relevant to the song because it really stands out. Like it's just such a smoother auditory experience, this stuff, compared to anything else that's come before the, the uh, before. Yeah this album i agree i i I know exactly what you mean and and i i think this is the most consistent 
album that we've had in terms of like sonic this So like it's it's really it feels real. It's a fun album. It's really fun. And there's a lot of <laughs> mocking itself. It's mocks everything. I mean, sports ball. Yeah. I mean, that's just the greatest song I think I've ever heard. <laughs> um, whose whose idea? How how does it work between you all? Because because this. I mean, the Bennies are always about fun. That's kind of their vibe. But yeah. again, there's just something that's a bit richer in all of this. I mean, is there, what's the songwriting process? I mean, do you, are you just completely writing all the songs and turning up and go, or are people going, <laughs> we need a song about this, we need a song about that? How, how, what's the process with you and the other three? Yeah, great question. Um, it, it, it varies. There have been a few kind of outliers. For instance, we had a song, um, on a previous album called can you get dressed by then by the end of this song which was uh a, which was the request from a parent who said well my kids don't get dressed in the mornings i really struggle to get them dressed so we wrote a song to help with that that was an idea from from the audience from the community um we've had a few other examples like that but for the most part we do these massive brainstorming sessions under a time crunch we put on you know a two a two minute timer we'd write down a list of ideas. Yep. They, they can be purposefully silly or they can just, or they can be, you know, ideas for educational things or just topics that we might like to write a song about. For a, for a while, you know, we've got a song on this album called Turtle. That was on, oh, on it's this amazing. list. Oh, <laughs> that was on amazing. this list for maybe three or four albums. It was just sitting on this big brainstorming Google wow. that we have. Wow. Um, and we've done a, a few times in the past, we've also um you know written down maybe 10 ideas for a song and then we'll pass our piece of paper to the person on the left and they'll add something to each of our ideas wow. things like that and we'll start to distill the the best ideas out of that and kind of combine things is is that is is that because of the musical theater background in everyone like i mean that that's that's very um it's very disciplined work. Yeah, it, it it does surprise people sometimes to know that we've got like such a such a process, I guess, to mm. to forming ideas. I think a lot of a lot of that does come from having done musicals, being free with you know um, making ourselves look silly or coming up with mm. silly ideas. A lot of it also comes from Michael, in particular, has a big improv background. So um, he's been able to kind of uh, lend us some of those techniques that he's used in the past to come up with ideas on the fly. Wow. Um, once we've hit upon the 10 to 12 songs that we want on our album, we uh, are able to start to uh, pick them apart, I guess, and distill what, what we really want to say in those songs. Mm. Um, we've, we've found it much easier to start writing in the room together um i think first... that's yeah i think that comes through on this album yeah. I, it really feels like you're all there you're all yeah. just doing it the first few albums that we did 
were very much all right you go away and write the lyrics to this song you go and write the lyrics to this one and then we'll come together and we'll all tweak them together mm. um but they were very much sort of okay this is this is laura's song and we helped or this is mim's song and we helped poke your head out of your turtle shell turtle 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 snap that turtle mouth and snap it well Turtle, 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 turtle. Roll your turtle head around and round. Turtle, 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 turtle. Then bring your turtle. For the last few albums, we've we've all like made a very conscious move to we won't write unless we're in the room together. In fact, um, we've also started doing some little writing retreats. Oh wow! Um, Mim, Mim's husband. Uh, Charlie has uh, a farm near Wee Jasper. Uh, Beautiful. In, 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 near Canberra. And we've gone there just to, when we say well, we're not going to come home until we've written six songs or something like that. Mm. Um, and that's, that's really lovely. And I think we get our best work that way because we're able to bounce, each, bounce ideas off each other in real time. We're able to go, you know, to, down to each individual line, every individual rhyme and all join forces on it and i mm. think that's made everything quicker and better from, from the very beginning turtle 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 tortoise no well i guess it's also because the one thing about the beanies when i came and did that um brief record for the do song the do for song my yeah. album I mean, the thing that really struck me is just there is such a comfortability with the ad-libbing and the just press record and let's see what happens, which I think a lot of people are really afraid to do. But that, but that really exists amongst the four of you to just, I guess, really, it's a trust. It's just a trust. Like, you you trust the process so much that there's less and less planning around the process because you recognise, no, the process is us sitting down and being together and doing it. Yeah. As opposed to everyone go home, be disciplined and do your work. The discipline is, we're, you know, yes, we're going to this farm. We could all just go walk around the countryside and go, isn't it beautiful? But no, we are disciplined. We know how to get the best out of ourselves and that's why we're here. Yeah. Um, and has that, has that been... Like, has that increased? Has that got stronger over the years as, as you've sort of starting to kind of work out how you work? I think it has. Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And, I mean, it, it, it still is a discipline, um, and especially as we've gone on because, you know, our schedules have got busier yeah. and we've got lives to work around and, and figure things out. So having to, you know, it was not just meeting up with friends. It is work. And we mm. have to, we have to figure that out and we have to set aside time to just do that. Mm. But once we do get in the room together, everything just happens so much faster mm. than it did before. Uh, and I think it makes it easier as well. You know, when you're staring at a blank page, trying to come up with lyrics for an entire song by yourself, that can take days sometimes. Yeah. But there have been times when we've knocked out, two, three songs in an afternoon wow. because we're doing them all together. And mm. they're, they're good songs. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. I think they're better than the ones that we were doing individually. Yeah, when you concentrate too much. But they, but I guess, I mean, I, I also imagine, like under that scenario, I imagine you perched behind a keyboard and everyone's sort of free to move around as well because I know they're very physical performers and you can hear that vocally as well. I think in this album what really stands out is their, is their vocal play, I, I guess, as, as I would sort of call it, but it's, you know, there feels like there's probably a lot of physical movements around each line as well. And mm. being theatre people and having all of that, I guess I guess being in the room gives you the opportunity to uh, really just be silly and try anything, right? Because if you're on your own, yeah. you, you, you're not jumping around. Your, well, maybe some people are, but I mean, <laughs> particularly songwriter, you've sort of got your guitar or something and you're hunched over and you've got a notepad. Yeah. Trying to well, butt it out. I think the other aspect of it is when they were writing the lyrics separately from me, they had no no way of knowing what the music was going to sound like. They mm. might have had ideas for what the rhythm was going to be. But if we can come to a song from a groove first or a riff first, that can kind of inspire the lyrics uh, to, to just start flowing a little more freely. Um, and there, there have been a few times, you know, when I've come to them with a chord progression and I said, can we do something with this? And then the, so the song has come from that. Um, but I yeah, think right. an another, another key factor to that is now that we've started having our, our music videos on ABC, they really like the dancing songs, the music and movement ones. Mm. So we've been a little more mindful of, okay, well, we've got to include some of those style of songs mm. on, on each of our releases so that we've got some options there. Yeah. You know. Well, one thing I was going to ask about the releases, because obviously with the podcast, you're writing a song, a podcast. Is that correct? Is that kind of generally how it works? G generally, the songs have come first and we'll, we'll have written all of the songs and then the podcasts will be written right. based around them. But they are sort of still written with this in mind of like, yeah. there's going to, there's going to be a 12, 15, 20 minute program based around this song. Whereas I guess silly songs, um, but I guess on this album, Silly Songs for Smarty Pants, is you, it's, you're really just writing an album, right? This is actually just, or this album's not based around podcasts, is it? This one, we do have podcasts for this one. This is, we're right. actually taking a, a little bit of a break from the podcasts now. Yeah. So this is, um, this is all of our podcast songs are done now. This is our final podcast album, at least for now. Sweep, sweep, sweep. Mop, mop, mop. Clean, clean, clean. Life's so unfair. I'm basically Cinderella. La, 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 la. Every is it is it harder or easier when you're doing a podcast? When you're sort of you in the back of your mind, you know that the podcast is going to have to exist. Is it an easier thing to kind of create that way, or is it sometimes easier to just be told to go over there and do whatever you want? Um, well, it sounds like you do that anyway, and then you we, just mash yeah. a podcast around it. <laughs> we we kind of do. Um, I'll be honest, I, I because I don't write the podcasts, it's not mm. something that occurs to me. The the other beanies share the podcast writing duties and I'm sure they would have a different answer. It's not something that occurs to me when I'm writing. I just want yeah. to make a good song. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but also we haven't written any songs without there being a podcast um, other than, you know, the uh, With the Beanies, which is our uh, show opener song. Yep, yep. So, yeah, we, we, I don't have anything else in terms of Beanie songs to kind of 
compare. Yeah, it. right. Yeah, sure, sure. Is it is it nice having a, a song dedicated to you entirely? <laughs> I it is. It's lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nice. <laughs> no, it's 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 hilarious. I I love it. Um, it was. It's just a very, very interesting. Did they write the lyrics? Like, did you kind of step out of that one? Because there's those great lines <laughs> in it. Was that? There's a really great line. That was a bit flat. It's okay. I'll pitch correct that. Yeah. Is that the line? Like, it's and you're you're actually in this one as well. Like, where yeah. you kind of say things. Um, I think it's you that says that's a bit flat, isn't it? Or, um, I, I'm more. I'm making little comments on what they're saying. Yeah. Mm. There's um, there's there's a, a fake out rhyme where they're saying um. You know, you think that they're gonna say hat, but they say headwear. And imperfect rhymes is one of my bugbears. I, I it really gets on my nerves. So, and they know that. So, so they're like, let's let's write this. Like it's it's celebrating you, but yeah. it's also mocking. Well, that's which is the, hilarious. I yeah, love it. and 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 it couldn't exist any other way. I think that's the ultimate way that they show respect and love, love isn't it absolutely. yeah I, I think like that's you know, the that, sort of love that you don't get yeah. from from, <laughs> from you know, just a, yeah if this was just a business partnership we wouldn't end up with stuff like that magic's music out of thin air casting musical spells Talk about your perfections because <laughs> this, this um you do a lot of stuff in I, I i get the sense and correct me if i'm wrong but you know you talking about the instruments before a lot of the albums and stuff are done you're you're an in-house studio guy one-stop shop right it's all yeah. sort of done through whether it be plugins midi instruments live instruments that you play and things like that have you, why do you do it that way? Is it, is it, is it just control or have you ever felt to yourself, you know what, I'm actually going to get a bass player in that actually just plays bass and does that. Or, or do you. Do, do you, do you want the honest answer? Yeah. Money, I guess. We don't have enough money, Benny. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, okay, um, but, but also I, I do like, I do like having some control over it, but mm. I'm, you know, I'm not an egomaniac. There are definitely better guitarists in the world than me. And if we had unlimited funds um, or, you know, uh, unlimited time, we would absolutely be looking at, at doing that. There have been a few shows that we've done with a live band um, and we continue to, to, you know, promote those when we're, when we're looking for, for shows to do and we're mm. reaching out to, to venues. But it's for very... the most part, that you know, that's obviously that's more expensive than just having the the trio with backing tracks, and yeah. so that's what most most venues will. And I will think a lot of your stuff's for. really complex. I mean, if I look at something like basically Cinderella, I mean, <laughs> if you were to do that live with a band, that's actually an enormous amount of rehearsal. That song, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's there's a lot going on, and I think that would be really difficult just to say can you come in on this one occasion and do this song? Yeah, it would be. And I think one of the things that we 
I think I think one of the things that I pride myself on in particular is that we don't have one particular genre that we stick to. Mm. You know, we've got our song Power, which is like a, a 12 bar blues rock song. Um, and then we've got some, you know, on this album, we've got Cloud Watching and um, Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon, which are kind of folk, oh, folky beautiful. country songs. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how did it feel to be able to write a song like that? It must, it must feel oh, beautiful. I, I love it. I love being able to not just kind of be silly and crazy. It was just a really beautiful, beautifully created song. Yeah, I I love those moments as well. I I love that we can be silly, but then also have the show that we've got heart and and you know. Hmm. I, I I think, however, that that could hamper us a little if we were doing some of those songs in live shows. Thankfully, those aren't generally the songs that we do in live shows. When hmm. we're doing live shows, it's all the dancey songs. Yep. It's here, let's be an animal or you know an octolope. Um, of course. <laughs> um, or you know doing you know silly dizzy dance and yeah. So things when did like you that. when did you transition from being behind the scenes to all of a sudden being wearing a wizard costume and standing on stage? Because you weren't doing it at the beginning, were you? I wasn't doing it at the beginning. The the first time I made an uh, an appearance was when we did our um, our musical, uh, the Beanie's Extraordinary oh, Day. Yeah for Sydney Fringe in 2018. I think it was 2018, the first mm. time that we did it. I didn't have my full costume designed or anything, so I was wearing uh, an outfit that we cobbled together from clothes that I already had and the reject shop. Um, and that was, that was, you know, I'm a character in that show, minor character, but I'm also sitting on stage playing the piano, accompanying the action on stage. Mm. Um, so when we when we got the opportunity to do more of those performances, um, I think it was kind of decided, yeah, yeah. let's let's actually invest in that. And um, so and I, I was able to get some that, robes. How does that feel? <laughs> let's go get a proper outfit. Yeah. How does it how does it feel for you to be on stage doing that? Because again, sort of harping back to the quality and the power of Mim Laura and Michael, they are they're amazing on stage. Yeah. They're really. And and I would imagine there's there's two things that can happen. You can either be elevated terribly by their performances or you can be overwhelmed. For sure. For sure. And especially as the beanies have gone on, they've become much more comfortable with their on-stage personas. Mm. And I haven't because I'm not on stage uh so much with them, I haven't really developed one. It's just mm. me. Um, so yeah, there is a little of that, but also more so I'm, I'm a little more retiring, I guess, as, as a person, I'm, I'm a little more, I wouldn't say closed off, but yeah, but you're happy to, I'm happy, I'm happy music and stand back and watch other people get no. the applause, which, which is incredibly rare. It's an incredibly rare um, trait to have. I, I would say I'm happy with the amount of visibility that I have. <laughs> and you know, pe people who care about the Beanie's music are going to be able to find find out who I am mm -hmm. and what else I've done. Um, and people who listen to the podcast, they're going to know the Music Wizard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's less important to me than people enjoying the Beanie's for what it is as a as a mm. project. You know, and and w whether or not I'm visible in that, that's that's kind of secondary to me.
goodbye sun, hello moon Was not expecting you so soon Before we go to bed, we've got some things to do Let's do them together, me and you Does the busyness afford you to do other things? I mean, obviously you're studying so that you're forced to kind of create things for your course. But I mean, do you have, do you have side, other side, 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 side projects? I mean, or is is it really just the beanies that's um, very busy? No, absolutely. I've, I've written, um, I've written a lot for podcasts doing um, theme music and scores mm. for podcasts. I've done some short film scores, but I don't know if that's necessarily where my where my passion lies. But outside of the beanies, probably the biggest thing that I've spent time writing is musicals. Mm. Um, and you, you mentioned before, I've got a, a song cycle that's about to go into rehearsals uh, for performance at the end of the year um, called Shifted. And... Mm. Um, that's kind of been taking up a lot of my time recently. It's very exciting. It's a big deal. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very excited as well to have, I mean, having the beanies perform songs that I've written, that's a great feeling, but it's normal now. Like that's, that's to be expected, but being able to present, a, you know, a musical score to someone else, to an entire new production team and then stand mm. back and watch mm. it work. I I'm nervous about that, yeah, <laughs> but I right. I expect as well that that's going to be really satisfying, because because unlike the beanies, I don't have any sort of creative control over that yeah. after I've written them. But but then I guess the 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 thing with the beanies though is you're you've been um, you've had the experience of knowing how successful it is when you engage other people in the work that you're doing. You know, I guess, I guess if you didn't have the beanies, it might even be even harder for you to hand over that stuff because you, um, you really are at the whim of the other people. Whereas I guess the experience you've had with the beanies has really taught you that yes, you can actually trust other people with your work in their hands, um, which is really quite liberating. I don't, I don't think, I don't think a lot of people would really get that opportunity. That's why they become front people, right? Because then they can control everything. (laughs) I think you're right. And I think that's one of the great things about the beanies is that we don't have one of those. In my bed, I hug my teddy tight And wish the day I've had good night Goodbye, sun, hello, moon you said musical theater because that that is also one of my absolute my direct question it this album is very musical theater and and you know i talked about basically cinderella before but Mm. but there's an element of one thing i really love about this album there's there's lots of there's lots of conversations with people within the music like everyone is really responding to each other um you know like the music wizard is everyone's giving their 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 mm-hmm. bits, basically Cinderella's. Everyone kind of given their bits. It's like everyone's kind of 
it is really musical theatre where it's not a song. You have seven characters on stage that are all kind of coming in with their bit. Mm. Um, is 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 that is that an element of you having a love for it, or is it also a little bit about having? the ultimate performers to do that stuff. <laughs> like, I guess a good example is, um, a good example of that is Michael's song. Michael's um, song, yep. Yeah, Michael's song, which is genius. And the fact that when he worked it out is even funny when he's just like, oh, mm-hmm. that was pretty funny. But there's there's bits like in that song at the end where, like, the backing vocals are people singing, backing vocals, yes. backing Like, I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, I think having that fun, you can only have because you have those performers to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think would you, yeah. Well, would you I, lean in on that stuff as much if you didn't have the performers? I don't know if we would, but I think, like you said, the, the music from the musical theater background, I think what we've taken from that most of all is a love of telling stories mm. and any opportunity that we can get to do that through a song uh, we will take. Mm. Um, and yes, we've got some fabulous performers. Those three are phenomenal and anything that we throw at each other, they're going to knock out of the park. So sure. Let's have Michael singing a song called Michael's song and have him singing backup vocals. Why? It's funny. Yeah. (laughs) And and Mike and Michael doing it is funny. And then, Uh, on the on the new song uh, on the new album, we've got um, "Champion of the World yes. Champions," which what's is the, what's that line about the ribbon? It's a blue ribbon, but, but um, like oh yeah, it's the, blue it's or something ex, extra cobalt blue. Yeah, yeah, very funny, very funny. Uh, yeah, and we've, uh, I'm standing on the podium because I came first. This particular podium is taller than. <laughs> all the other podiums that have ever existed in the history of the world since the dawn of time. Yeah, if you got a normal podium and put a book on it, it still would have come close to how tall this podium is. Exactly. Um, But how much of that, I mean, I guess, I guess the one thing that I would love to know, and 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 you've sort of answered it, but, but I guess because it's so collaborative, do you ever find, have you found yourself, and particularly on this album, have you been in the quiet of your own room and gone, oh, I can like, this is, perfect mim thing this one i can (laughs) see her playing off this and this is you know this is the perfect thing for her she'd be amazing in that um does that still happen slightly um for champion of the world of champions i think it was early on it was kind of decided that that was going to be mim's song Hmm. um partly that was because um we haven't had a lot of songs featuring uh, mim as a soloist uh Hmm. recently but also I think that that's, that competitiveness is an aspect of Mim's of, of Mim's character naturally. That if we turn that up to eleven, that's you know that's what that character that's is. <laughs> and she Amazing. she will appreciate me saying that. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's. I think that's something that that all of the beanies are. The beanies characters on stage and in the podcast and on and in the songs are just who they are naturally. Mm. Just turned up to eleven you know, turn the silliness all the way up to the absurdity, you know, to the most absurd degree. Yeah. Um, And that's what we lean into. And And I I think think that's what makes it work. Yeah. And I think that's what I was saying right at the start. Like, I I think the one thing about you all is there's a real, I don't know how to use words that 
don't come from a 50 year old person. <laughs> There's a real camaraderie. Like you really get the sense yeah. that like the, you're all, you're very much in tune. You all know exactly what the objective is. You also know how to create the objective while still keeping the fun in there. And it's really fascinating hearing about the things that Michael has brought to it with the improv and stuff, because it really exists. Like, you know, it's, 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 there's, there's feels like there's enormous discipline, which you've mentioned around this idea of, of silliness really. And um, you know, silliness is very disciplined. Yeah. Um, the, the funniest thing in the world is, is people taking stupid things seriously, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. what makes Mr. Bean work yeah. and, and Monty Python. Yeah. Um, I was just going to bring up John Cleese. I just finished watching that Monty Python doco on Netflix. Mm. And, um, you know, they say one of the things about John Cleese was just he was the only one that just played it straight. Yeah. And it just made him so much funny. And that's what made him so funny. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Gotta be a song. Gotta be mine. I could always call it my cool song. <gasps> Cause my name is Michael and the song is cool. That is why it's now called My Cool Song. Get it, Michael Song? My name's Michael. Ah. Michael Song, Michael Song. Blah, 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 blah. Sing along. Sing it. Okay, so let's talk about things like that. What are your, what are your, what are the things that have inspired you? And it doesn't have to be musically. Like, what are the, what, what, what? what in your life has has lit a spark enough for you to be able to bring it into the beanies in particular this last album sure um i think well i i think it is it is mostly musically you know i we're drawing a lot of inspiration from other from musical theater and from other artists that i in particular grew up listening to you know um Goodbye Sun, Hello Moon has a lot of John Williamson in there. If you like John Williamson, you'll you'll hear what I'm talking about yeah, in that yeah. song. Um, basically Cinderella, we've got some Mary Poppins in there. Mm. Um, Funky Feet, it's it's James Brown. You know, it's it's all of the fun stuff. Mm. Um, and I I think one of the things that I really love doing is taking you you know drawing from a, a wide range of sources and then mm. beanifying them yeah. as it were <laughs> and going all right this but beanies yeah yeah um we yeah. did we what did would that. james brown do if he was in the beanies exactly how would that, how would that um, work and i mean we did that uh, um on our, on our previous album the white and rainbow album um with uh, professor know-it-all has a rap mm. and he goes through um the he's he's talking about the moon landings and then the pyramids in Egypt and then William Shakespeare. And so musically I'm, I'm reaching for, you know, all right, so we've got to have some sort of Middle Eastern Egyptian sort of music, mm. but beanies and also rap. And then for Shakespeare, we've got to have, you know, something that <laughs> sounds lute. medieval or not yeah, medieval, exactly. but like rena yeah, Renaissance, yeah. You gotta have a lute. but then also beanies and also <laughs> a rap. Amazing. So like that's, that's a fun challenge. And I think that's that's where it all comes from for me. Well, I guess the other thing about the beanies is, I mean, how much is it? How much is it um, informed your other musical writing? How does how does do creating the work that you have done for the beanies and finding cleverness and sophistication in things that are not meant to come across clever and sophisticated? Mm. How has that informed other things that you, you're doing on the side? I think. 
Um, well, from from a musical production standpoint, they working with the Beanies doing these projects has grown my skills significantly. Mm. Um, so in terms of you know recording demos, even recording full uh, full tracks, you know with with, with other people, mm. I've become much quicker at that. Yep. Um, but musically, writing wise, I think what they've taught me a lot is um to be okay with being silly mm. um even even if you know later you might come back and edit it later it's so mm. much easier to edit things than to stare at a blank piece of paper and go sure. okay now what mm. we don't do that we don't stare at a blank piece of mm. paper for long you know so i i think they having that permission to to make a fool of yourself yeah and then fix it later i think that is a philosophy that i'm able to bring to to other work other that i've things. done was it was it uncomfortable for you at the start or has it been just getting easier over time no it's i think it's more that i was just uh, um a little stubborn um mm. and and very kind of stuck stuck in my ways a lot mm. and um i've i've I, I continue to uh, to evolve and adapt um, for the better because mm. I know those three, mm. um, and I think they've they've got the best out of me, and I think I help to get the, the best, best out of them as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that's a nice way of putting it because there there are there are moments in that album that I just think their performances are incredible, but then there's also moments like Happy Holiday, like mm. the, the music of Happy Holiday is just that that little sort of rolling rhythm you've got going on it's just it's intoxicating there's something there's something so appealing <laughs> about it you know and it's um and you know turtle I, I actually do have to ask why was turtle sitting there for so long i mean it, it seems such an amazing song <laughs> well not seems it is i mean why does it did just the idea of a turtle sit there for ages and then all of a sudden someone went hang on what if it's like this and then all of a sudden you had because it's 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 really yeah, I don't know. It's just very I think, non-traditionally a, a turtle song. I think that's exactly it. It was we we kept scrolling past it and going turtle. That doesn't seem like that seems too simple. You know mm. what do we and and nothing was jumping out to us as like the way the right angle to approach that topic from. Mm. Um, until we were reading through the list of of brainstorms, you know, trying to trying to figure out which ones we wanted to write, and I think it was Laura who just said turtle 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 <laughs> and they were right. like i guess that's it i guess we i guess we're doing a turtle song now that's amazing because um, that's exactly the song yeah that's yeah it, and that's basically. that's literally half of the lyrics in the song yeah. are just the word turtle <laughs> pronounced exactly like that yeah it is that's, um, that's when you did that i went oh that's right that's exactly how the song is yeah turtle 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 so a couple of, just a couple more questions and I'll, I'll let you get on with your day. Um, one of the thing about the beanies is in amongst all that fun, and you've sort of said it before, I mean, they are very, and, and I say they, I mean them and you, but I also know Mim and Laura. They're, they're very, um, it's very focused. It's very driven. For sure. And, and it's, there's, and I know that there's an, I was, I was looking back going, there's a, there's a real consistency that's run through the music and the pre presentation, which I feel has 
stepped up a little bit at this point, but I think that's pretty natural. You're doing it for that long is going to be a, a progression. Hmm. But it, it, it's being so consistent and clearly having a fairly good grasp on what the beanies is and what it looks like from, from quite an early conception. Um, is that, is that easier or can that be frustrating? Like, is it, is it hard to sometimes want to go, oh, look, I feel like we've done 20 versions of this. How about we try something like, you know, let's do this kind of album. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's like, interesting. I, I've got a kind like a, of a concept, a concept album, for example. I mean, it's, it's, but I guess it's around the podcast, which is the main thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, I guess we, we kind of did that with our third album, which is the Beanie's Big Day Out. Um, mm. And the songs themselves don't tell a story or anything, but the podcasts that they were featured in tell one big 10 episode overarching story of a, of a you know, a day mm. trip to the beach and coming back mm. home. Um, we, we haven't explored that so much, but we knew that we wanted this current album to be... Um, silly songs mm. we we had that from from the get-go and we've got ideas for you know what what we might do next we've got a couple of of projects and with that we're mulling over um and i think we're gonna start to do that a little bit more mm. kind of come at it concept first and then write songs to fit that concept mm. rather mm. than writing a bunch of songs and then figuring out what to call the album yeah sure um but i think in terms of um I think in terms of the way that we're, uh, you know, you, you asked if it's, if it, if it's helpful uh, having more of an understanding of what the beanies is, or if it mm. gets frustrating sometimes, I don't, I, I don't find it frustrating. What I do find is we've written so many songs now that when I sit down at the piano with them, when we're writing, sometimes my hands fall into the same chord yeah. progressions and I yeah. might not notice. Yeah. And there have been a few times then that I've gone, mm. Oh wait, we wrote this, four years ago, yeah. you know, this, this bridge is exactly the same as this. So, mm. and, and that's the point at which we need to, I, I, I like to um, then switch from piano to guitar or, yeah. or let's change the key, something like that. Um, that, that kind of thing is, is like, I guess falling, falling into habits of, is, a, is the yeah. danger there, but it's, mean, it's definitely not frustrating. Yeah. But there's, a, I mean, I, it's understandable. There has been so much content over such a short period of time. Um, and it doesn't, you know, I get the sense it's not letting up anytime soon that, no. you know, that's, that's a hard thing to kind of, have you, have, has it, has it ever been too late? Have you like listened back to an album and gone, oh, oh my goodness, that song is actually the same thing that we did four years ago on that thing over there. And I just didn't even pick it up. Not that I know of, not that I know of, but um, the very first. And now you're album... gonna go back and listen to it, right? Because <laughs> oh, I've just, yeah. just planned. Now, now, it's in, now it's in my head. <laughs> what are you doing to me, Benny? No, the first, the first album that we made, uh, was very, uh, very bare bones production. In fact, all of the songs, I, I barely involved the use of a computer at all. They were used. They, they were made using presets on the keyboard that I had at mm. the time, and doing, mm. you know very very basic things um and when we got to a certain point when we i think it was when we were releasing the second album or it might have been the third album we i was given the opportunity to go back and kind of redo all of those songs yeah, and right. 
so that what you hear now if you listen to it on spotify or apple music mm. is actually from a couple of years later and i went back and re-recorded all of the music we kept kept most of the vocals mm. but um yeah all of the all of the instruments are re-recorded to kind of more accurately reflect where my standards were at that point yeah sure sure um <laughs> so true i mean I think I think you'd probably be the same in in a lot of cases. You know, looking back on on our first albums, I'm sure most artists are the same. You look back on your first oh, album, you totally. go, "Sure, I wish uh, it's fine, but I I, I yeah. wish I could have tweaked that." Or, yeah, you know, no, I didn't notice that until two years later. Yeah. No, totally, um, I absolutely agree. And even just things that you just go, "Oh, I didn't really push that as hard as I probably mm. should have." Like that feels like that was a really nice bit, and I didn't really kind of latch onto it until now. <laughs> Let's get funky, people! Come on! Woo! Put a peg upon your nose. Step to the left and sniff your toes. You can smell it coming down the street. Swing your arms and shovel those feet. Funky socks in funky shoes. Have you heard the funky news? Funky! Actually, on that point, if I may, mm -hmm. I'd also say having the opportunity to do those songs um, live in the Extraordinary Day show mm. has actually been really helpful in that sort of sense because we've been able to tweak some of the words to mm. those songs. Um, I'm able to adjust the backings to be, you know, to, to kind of yeah. master the, the volume yep. and keep it consistent, yep. which yep. isn't something that I really was was focusing on. Mm originally so there are some some aspects that that has actually been really helpful are you doing the cues on stage i am yeah i've got my laptop yeah, right. there i'm doing all the sound effects and i'm also playing along with backing tracks so wow. i'm cueing those as well wow does it how do you do that i mean this is a, just a nerd question are you doing that via <laughs> what's what's the what program um, I, I, it's it's a it's a pc program that's very similar to qlab yeah um but qlab's only available for for max mine's called, really? mine's called q player um i know right isn't ridiculous it's so but, ridiculous but yeah i wish i could use q lab i'm just mm. a pc person unfortunately mm -hmm. yeah because it's five hundred thousand dollars cheaper <laughs> yep um so looking back on the career looking back on everything that's happened with the beanies and the the the, the really i guess just the beautiful relationship you have with the other three you know, I, I feel the one thing about the beanies where even if it's not the beanies, the four of you will always be doing stuff. You know, I kind of feel yeah. that even if you went, you know what, we're not doing the beanies anymore. A week later, you'd still get a phone call going, hey, we're going to do this instead. Let's all get together and do that. <laughs> oh, um, absolutely. And yeah. on, on, that, on that point, Laura and I have, have written cabaret songs together and performed mm. those outside of the beanies. Mm. Mim, um, who also works um part-time as a as a publicist and mm -hmm. and, and um and a publicity consultant has um has actually given me some some work you know in the podcast field yeah, um wow. doing doing composition for for projects that she's yeah. involved with so yeah we're absolutely you know joined at the hip creatively yeah yeah sure absolutely um which again i've said before but you can hear that in in the album so looking back at that career and looking back where it's gonna go where it will end up um just to sort of wrap this interview up what um what's the thing you've found 
unexpectedly to bring the most joy? What's the thing that's been just something you didn't really count on that you've really got from working with the beanies? Apart from like hmm. the, 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 the total avalanche of musical accolades and, and nominees and stuff. Yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> that was, that was what was popping into my head. Like, yeah, who, uh, Aria Two nominations, Aria nominations in, is, including, is, including yeah. one for a song that, in, uh, for, for an album that includes a song called Where Does My Poo Go? Yeah, we, we were nominated for that, yeah. Benny. <laughs> like that's hey, well, that's same, astounding, same thing, mate. I was nominated for an album that had a song called "He Needs to Wee." Yes, so, that was know, the same was all... same year. <laughs> highbrow, highbrow content from the Australian Absolutely. music for children. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I guess we should we should take advantage of that. Clearly, that's yeah, what the public clearly wants, that's right? What they want. Yes, yeah, so true. Do you want to do you want to join forces on it? Yeah, a... yeah. I don't know what's left though. We've done poo and we. I'm not, I mean, I'm not uh, sure. Unless that's you, a whole have album. A, have you got a picking your nose song yet? No, I haven't actually. No. Mm. Poo the, we could do poo the musical. It'd be yep. I, it'd be called poozical, I guess. Wouldn't poozical. It? Poozical. There you go. Yep. You can get everyone involved. I'm sure the listies have a bunch of stuff for that sort of thing. Oh as yeah. Well. But so so yeah. What is I mean is is a, is one of the most amazing things sitting there in a room full of all these serious musicians and all people that claim themselves to be more serious than you and and you know have your name read out and going that album's got a song about poo on it. I don't know. I I, I think yeah. I that's it's immensely rewarding, um, <laughs> and hilarious as well. Mm. Um. In, in the sort of sense of, you know, you're sitting there a couple of rows away from the Wiggles going, ha-ha, what is my life? Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think another big part of it is um, partly the Arias, partly the Mars as well, getting to meet all of the other amazing people in, in the industry and how mm. much they care about it and how mm. supportive it is. Because I know a lot of musicians in other fields you know the pub rock crew that's really competitive and anyone who's trying to you know get noticed as a singer songwriter is is probably working three or four jobs as well to try and make that happen um whereas i mean you i have to say benny you gave the beanies so many opportunities and were you know were talking us up from the very beginning and um you know others such as lala um and justine clark have been tremendous just so 100 percent behind everything that we do mm. and that has been just astounding for me i think mm. like that the that realization that people can be so open and have such heart and and welcome everyone who wants to contribute to this yeah, to this and industry and i think you've seen that as well i mean that's that's why mm. you're involved in the mars as well because you want to celebrate that right yeah, and and it's look, it's a very consistent thing that people say about that, and and you know, I don't, I don't know, I, I have a theory, and it's not based on anything substantial, but I just think it's kind of what happens when children are your audience. Hmm. You know, I just think you don't. I think to do this kind of work, you really have to have an affinity and a love for the people you're doing it for. Yeah. Whereas I think if you're performing for adults, you create work and hope adults like it. Whereas with children's music, you kind of need to really embrace what's important about children. Absolutely. And, and I think you, in if you if you're trying to come at it from a financial perspective as well, there are easier ways to make money oh, so than doing easy. this. So if you're doing this, <laughs> yeah, 
you're doing it because you actually really love it. Yeah. And, and I think just having that kid nature in you, mm. in all of us, I think is just a nature that's supportive and kind and just wants to celebrate everyone. And, and you're right. It is, it is like that. And, and it's, it's, it can be really overwhelming just how kind everyone is. It can yeah. be, I was talking to um, Nick from the Quokkas. The Quokkas, yeah. Same deal. He was just like, he was just, in fact, I think you guys met with him when he was, when you were up in when Newcastle. When we were up in Newcastle, yeah. yeah. Um, Nick took us out um, mm. to to dinner and we had a really lovely chat. We are just talking about kind of the, the different ways that we run kind of the business side more, mm. more than the creative side, but um but yeah that was that was really lovely everyone's everyone's open to the conversation and i think that's um that's the thing that's really different um and Mm. and you're right i feel i feel like everyone when you ask the same question what's the thing that you really have noticed the most and that's the one that everyone comes back on because the end of the day you're writing music with people that are friends anyway so you know you know Yes, it's been amazing writing it with um, Mim, Laura and Mike, but you also knew that it was going to be amazing. Absolutely. Whereas you never expected the industry would be so supportive and, and behind you and everything. That cloud looks like you when you taught me to dance Standing on your shoes and holding your hands We felt and moved our feet Is that what you see too? Well, look, I think one of the advantages I have had over the years is there's many uh, many artists such as the Beanies obviously being one of the biggest, um, the Stevies, the mm. Tiptoes, um, uh, Vegetable Plot Angie. I've been able to have watched it grow um, which has been really unexpected that there's these people that I've been able to see the career grow. And, um, and you know, it's been great watching the beanies. I, I just love watching the music get stronger. I love the Thank fun you, gets stronger. I love the passion that gets stronger and, and the success that comes with it because it is about the success. We can pretend it's not, but, you, it, you know, it means a lot to, to get an ARIA nomination. It means a lot to get a clip on iView. It's, that stuff does mean something and, and um, yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a real treat to watch watch you as a, as a group grow and achieve all those things. So, you know, we're, we're very grateful and thankful for all the work you guys have done. Thank you, Benny. That's, that's very kind of you to say, and you're, you're absolutely right. You know, there, we are in it for the love of it. Absolutely. But I don't know if, if we weren't also, you know, hitting milestones, I don't know if we would have been able to stick around for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really, really proud of, of mm. those achievements of being able to, you know, say that we're ARIA nominated and to Twice. have our, have our, you know, our songs on ABC kids. Mm. That's fabulous. It's, mm. um, but yeah, well, I think what really, what really sticks with, with me though, is, uh, just the, the welcoming love mm. and support from everyone else in the, in the field. Well, I can add another accolade to that, mate, because I went to the same trophy company this year to um, start ordering, you know, the trophies for the 2023 Mars. And on their website, as an example of this one particular trophy, 
is the beanies. Really? Best album. <laughs> on, their, on their website, I went. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh-huh. So, Ari nominee, random, random trophy image on some random trophy company. <laughs> so, there you go. You guys are just everywhere. Yeah. Well, James, look, really thank you for all the work you've done. And thank you for this album. This, this is a real treat to get to. I mean, I've always been a fan, but this still something just... I think it's when you're around for so long, you do actually need to kind of just revisit and remind yourself. Um, for me particularly, I listened to a lot of children's music and it was um, <laughs> without my kids, ironically. <laughs> um, and it was really nice just to get back in there and, and dip my toe in and listen to it. And it's really quality work. And I know you're proud of yourself, but for what it's worth, you should be. And you should be really, really you know, really content with the things you've you've made. And, and thankfully it comes with an enormous paycheck, right? So, you know, no. you're the best of all the, all the world. Yes, all, all two of those dollars. <laughs> um, all right, James, well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks so much, Benny. It's very kind of you. And if you'd like to know more about James and his work with the Beanies, then head along to thebeanies.com.au. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking James questions. Listener.